0: My name's Julie, if you don't know me, I'm the wife of Phil, I'm also a pastor, and we work as a great team, don't we, together, amen, and that's my grandchild up there, well that's my child and my grandchild, coming, in Jesus' name, I'm going to be a grandma in about seven weeks, for the first time. (laughs) And I'm counting the days. I'm looking forward to unveiling that gift that God has given to us. It's so beautiful. Let me read you a story to start here. This is a story that was is a true story um, by a friend of mine, Miles Munro. I mean, he is a friend. I mean, long distance, sort of. Uh, the old lady was dressed in what seemed like seven dresses. Her fingers were exposed despite the fact that she wore a pair of life-worn gloves. She pushed an old shopping cart that testified it was her mobile home and she lived at the mercy of the elements. Her face showed the wear and tear of years of living. She was bent over, looking in a garbage can, searching for life-sustaining remains discarded by the more fortunate of society." Suddenly, she shot out of the barrel and shouted, I found it! I found it! I ran over to her and asked if I could help her. She smiled and shook her head with a confidence that I did not expect from one in her state of life. And then she proceeded to tell me the story of her life that still impacts me today. She told me of how when she was born into a wealthy family, her grandfather had left her a treasure for her before she was born. During her infant years, a fire had destroyed her family home, which was once on the site where the barrel of garbage now stood that she was rummaging through. The result was that her family lost everything, including the chest that held the treasure from her grandfather. She came to that spot every day to search for that treasure. Many people who knew her story would give her handouts to wear and leftovers to eat, but she said she knew That if she ever found that one treasure, that she would have all her needs met and be able to purchase the property lost by her family and rebuild the family house that was destroyed. Today was her lucky day. She had found the treasure. For many years, she had only heard about it and had descriptions of it. But now she actually had it. Her life was changed that day and her search was over. She regained her status and position in life and gave up all of her life struggles for the sake of that one treasure. And the treasure that she held between her fingers and held up was a pearl. There's a scripture that talks about a pearl that Jesus spoke of. Jesus spoke in parables. How many of you know that? And he spoke in, in parables because he wanted us to search out these stories and find truth upon truth. They were often layered in truth. Parables were layered in truth. And he said that we were to search out the parables and find out what he meant by them. This parable here, in Matthew 13. Thanks. Can you put that up there? I mean, no, put that there. And then put that up there. That's great. Thanks. God. Oh, And like tomorrow, there is some furniture that I need rearranging in my house. And you can come over. Amen. Matthew 13, 45. We got that up there? Yes, first scripture. And it says this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Another... um, translation of this is that when he found, not the one of great value, when he found the pearl of great price. This story here, Jesus is trying to tell us something. And you need to understand what he said just before this to understand what he's saying now. Just before that, in Matthew 13, 44, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had, And bought that field. In this first one, this first parable, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that's hidden in a field, and the man found it, he hid it, and then with great joy went and sold the head and bought the field. He's talking about here just like everyday people. This is like a man, just a normal man, and he just trips over this treasure and finds it by chance. He wasn't looking for it, he just tripped over it. He's basically talking about salvation here just before this. He's talking about, you know, you you might just not even be looking for it and then you just trip over the kingdom of God and actually it finds you, the treasure finds you and then you just sell everything you have, you give your life out for it and it's beautiful. But then in the next part, here when he's speaking about this scripture in 1345, he says the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for pearls. When he mentions merchant here, he knows what he's saying. He's very, very, um, what's the word? huh? Intentional with his words. Yeah. He's intentional. When he says merchant, he's trying to differentiate between just a man and a merchant. A merchant is someone who's experienced. A merchant is someone who is wise, who knows. He's, he's got the goods. In other words, this is a mature Christian. This is a mature Christian, story, a merchant. And he wasn't just about to stumble over something. He was seeking something. He was actually seeking out pearls. He was very intentional about what he was looking for. He wasn't just looking for any old treasure. No, he was looking for pearls. And he was seeking it out. He was looking for it, and he was seeking it out. And when he found the one of great price, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. See, in those days, um, uh, someone who bought pearls... It wasn't like now where they used to farm. They farm pearls now, don't they? They just farm them and you got cultured pearls and all that kind of stuff. But then this was like the merchant would actually pay divers to go out and to dive down and find the real pearls that had actually been formed in the sea on their own accord, you see? And for it to be of great price, it had to have certain significant features number one it had to be of a very large size if it was of great value it had to be large it had to be significant so he wasn't just searching for any old pearl he was searching for something that was large and significant the other thing that it had to be was it had to be pure white it had to be absolutely pure because if it had any discoloration or yellow on it at all it was worth not as much probably worth nothing It had to be pure white. The other thing that it had to be, perfectly round. It couldn't have a funny shape, you know, egg shape. No, it had to be perfectly round. And the other thing was that it couldn't have any marks, blemishes on it. Does it sound familiar? It sounds familiar to the church that Jesus is coming back for, I think. The pure white and spotless bride. That Jesus is returning for. He was looking for this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. It's a treasure and something that we are seeking out as mature Christians. Tonight I'm speaking to mature Christians and I know that you could be saved two weeks but you can have a hunger for God that brings you straight into that place. You have access to that place like any other Christian but God tonight wants to teach you some truths to get you deeper into his kingdom, amen? The pearl of great price is absolutely sought after deliberately. It doesn't come from a place of contentment. You see, we can just, like the scripture beforehand, we can just be like the guy and just trip over a treasure every now and again and just mosey on along in our Christian walk and hope that we get blessed and hope that we get some stuff. Or we can be like the mature Christian and say, do you know what? I know there's more to this Christian life than just being saved. I know that there's got to be more than this. I don't know about you, but wherever I go right now, I'm hearing a hunger in the voices and in the hearts of Christian people, especially when they're seeing their friends and their family die of diseases that we were given the victory to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But we're not seeing it. Why aren't we seeing it? Why? And I asked, Lord, why, Lord? And He's calling His church into this place where we will just go deeper and deeper and deeper and find the pearls of His kingdom. Amen. A pearl signifies a realm of mystery, really. It's a mysterious thing, a pearl, isn't it? It's a realm of mystery, it's hidden in a shell. It's at the bottom of the ocean. It's not easy to find. It's a realm of mystery. There are things that we are supposed to know about the kingdom of God that are easy to know, that he teaches us in his word and by his spirit as we're walking in him. But with everything that we understand, there is a realm of mystery that we're still finding out. Is that true? There's, there's something that we're still grasping for. I mean, God, in all his infinite glory, we will be forever in eternity going holy, 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 because we'll be finding new things out every day about him eternally. Who thinks that they could work out God in this lifetime with these minds? With these minds? We're crazy. But by the Holy Spirit... We can download Revelation of the Mysteries of God and like this man, pay a price for the greater realms of the glory of God for the pearl of great price. He said he sold everything, everything that he had, he sold it. He sold everything because he had to have that pearl of great price. And I think that we need a heart that says, God, God, I want to love you more than everything. I mean if I was to ask you right now, what's the greatest desire of your heart? You know, not because we're in church and you would just go, oh of course it's God. You know, but just normally, say so we're having coffee together. Hey, what's the what's the biggest thing in your mind right now? What's happening in your world right now? Oh, you know, I'm really believing for a car. And like, you know, I you know, if you ask me, I'd say like just say it was carnal, but I'm not. I just really want this lounge suite or whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go to uni, and I'm thinking about uni, and I'm thinking about this, and, you know, I really want that, and, you know, I want more money and, you know, better job. These are the things on my mind, you see? But see, this merchant had one thing on his mind. I've got to find that pearl. I've got to find that pearl that is of greater worth than everything else. Because if I can find that pearl, everything else will fall into place. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. There is no greater satisfaction in life than to carry something that you can give away when someone is hungry that you can feed them. When someone is sick, that you can pray for them. And it isn't just a token prayer. It's not just a biscuit. But it comes from the kingdom of heaven that you have bread that you can bring people and feed them. That you have a hand that actually God pours through. Because you've been in that place where you've sought the kingdom and you want more than just token Christianity. You want more than it's just okay for me and I'm going to heaven. You want it all and you want it now. Do you know there's an inheritance that you get when you're born again? As soon as you're born again, the Bible says that everything that is in Christ Jesus belongs to you. Everything he has, all of his father's kingdom is at your beck and call. Everything that Jesus did when he walked the earth is at your beck and call, that you can take it any time that you want. His kingdom come, he taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He told us to pray that. Your kingdom come. I want your kingdom, God. You can have it. It's your inheritance. But many people, they read the scriptures, they see what Jesus did, they see the inheritance that is theirs, but they never, ever go to the bank and make a withdrawal. And it just sits there. And then when you go home to glory, you say, where's my inheritance? I'm here for my inheritance, God. I've gone through the pearly gates and I'm here. What's my inheritance? And he said, why didn't you spend it while you're on earth? Why didn't you make a withdrawal that was hurting people that needed my words? And the scriptures say, The Lord wakes me morning by morning, and He gives me words to sustain the weary. What about if you woke up in the morning and you had the kingdom of God on your mind, and the Lord gave you a word to sustain a weary person, and you took a deposit from your inheritance? and you walked out the door and you made a phone call you said i just had your heart and and i just really believe that god da, 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 da. and you give a word to a weary soul and that weary person is sustained by your word because you've been looking for treasure in the kingdom of god the pearl of great price does that make sense i'm not even following these notes it's ridiculous because it's just, I'm just so passionate about this stuff. Bill Johnson says this, he says this, and I think this is a fantastic quote The mysteries of the kingdom of God are not hidden from you, they're hidden for you. Because if you look at this scripture in Matthew 7 6, if we could put that one up. Yep. Do not give dogs what is on. No one's a dog in this room. God. Uh, do not give dogs what is sacred and do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them underfoot and then turn and tear them to pieces. There are pearls that have been set aside just in not hidden from you, but hidden for you, you see. And God set them aside and hid them so that they will be not trampled down by people who are careless say Lord why don't you pour out the anointing to heal the sick why don't you raise someone up that would eradicate cancer imagine if you had a healing gift and, that, and, and you just operated in the realm of miracles and cancer was your thing I mean can you imagine it could you handle the fame would you trample that which is holy underfoot as your pride got in the way and you rose up and you started to claim that thing as your own? You started to ask people for money for healing? Well, I'll pray for you, but it's going to cost you 200 bucks because, you know, I'm somebody. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've seen people trample these pearls. I've seen swine trampling them. I've seen the sacred be given to dogs. And it grieves my heart And we say, God, why aren't you giving us this stuff, he's saying Because I am looking for people Who will seek it out And want it so much That as they seek it out Their characters will be formed and shaped That when they find it They'll know what it's worth And they will never treat it with disdain For it's holy, pure, white and spotless Amen God doesn't take the pearls of the mysteries of his kingdom, the pearls of revelation, those things that are developed through hardship and difficulty. Do you know that a pearl is developed through irritation and conflict? That's how it's, yeah. You know, there's the little shell thing, and what happens is some sand gets inside And then the little shell thing does all this, trying to get the sand out, trying to get the sand sand out. Did I look like a little shell then? I felt like it. I felt like all the gooey bits in the middle. And, um, And then in that irritation of trying to get the sand out, that piece of sand actually forms the pearl. Is that right? You look at me going, I don't know. Huh? If Yeah, it forms around the irritation. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So listen to this. There is revelation that comes from irritation. (laughs) You should write that down. There is revelation that comes from irritation. Think of some of the hardest things you've had to walk through. I mean, I think about Jamie, my daughter, you know, last year. Walking through is probably some of the hardest times for a young person to walk through. Life-threatening situations, times of great fear and trepidation in her, in her body and illness. But I have seen this girl, my daughter, come out with pearls. I see an anointing on her that far exceeds what her age says or her experience says. Because something was formed A revelation in the irritation Was formed And now when she stands up to worship lead She doesn't just sing a song Something that was formed The pearl in the irritation That brought the revelation Comes forth And the kingdom of God Is released And she doesn't even understand the effect that she's having. Because the pearl of great price has been formed in her life. Do you understand that? Yeah. And I mean, many of us would say, yeah, I know that. I know that. The longer that you're a Christian, the more that you realize that God uses the difficult things in our lives to forge something of great beauty. He makes everything beautiful. In its time, everything, he turns all things around together for good to those that love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. There is nothing you can face in your life with the right heart attitude that he will not turn that irritation into revelation and you can carry some weight. We need to carry something. We need to carry something. You know, I'm grieved when I go to meetings myself. And you go hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more of God everywhere I go. And I will respect anyone that I sit under and say, feed me. Anyone who's pray for me. I don't care. I, I ask the young people to lay hands on me because they've got something that I love and I want in my life. Amen. But there's nothing worse than going somewhere, paying a price to get there, sitting down and someone stands up that hasn't paid a price to stand there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you're waiting for something of weight to hit you. You know that you can actually live by the word of God and the principles of the word of God and have a pretty good life, and I'm talking about ministers as well. I'm talking about people that preach the gospel as well. They can live by these principles, put the principles of the Word of God into practice, and basically have a good life. Right? Is that right? You know, they use it in business world. They use it in, you know, uh, motivational speaking. The principles of the Word of God work when you. And a lot of people are very disciplined at the principles. ...of God. But who knows that you cannot fake a pearl? Phil Pringle says this. He said it's in the sound of your voice. There's a sound in the anointing. It's like the wind of the Holy Spirit. And you can talk... ...and you can even quote scripture. You can even preach messages. But if you have not been with Jesus... If you have not paid a price for the pearls of the kingdom of God, you will not have the sound. There was a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the place where they were meeting, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a sound of the anointing. You can't even hear it with your audible ear. You don't understand what it is, but you go, like when Luke was singing that song, The Blood of Jesus, and you know, there was a sound. It was like, what is that? Why am I crying? What is, why do I feel like I'm the only person in this room and Jesus is standing right there and he's there, and he's on the cross and it's for me and it's all for me. Why do I feel like this? Because there was a sound. And you can't fake a pearl. People know fakes when they see a fake. If you've been with Jesus, paid a price, there is something that is so beautiful. The same God who hid the gold in rocks. Why did God hide gold in rocks when in heaven the streets are paved with gold, everything's gold, everything's lovely? gold, gold, gold. It's just the the tabernacle. Everything's gold, gold, gold. He likes gold. God likes gold. But why did he hide it in rocks? What was he doing? The same God who hid gold in rocks. He said this statement, it is the glory of kings to search out a matter, but it is the glory of God to conceal it. And it's the same God who put a pearl in a shell at the bottom of the sea. God wants you to seek first the kingdom of God and not just be content with you and your life and me and mine and I and what I need in my lounge and my car and my job. All those things are relevant to God. He cares about every little aspect. He cares about the sparrows and what they eat. He he says, don't worry about those things. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. I'm nearly finished. For the glory of the Lord, Habakkuk 2.14, and Pastor Phil mentioned this this morning. For the glory, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Now, a lot of people read that and they just think, the earth is going to just get filled with glory. But it doesn't say that. The earth will be filled with the knowledge Of the glory of God. And when we think of knowledge, we think of knowledge in a realm that I've got to learn about it. I've got to read about it. I've got to study it. I've got to get in here. I've got to understand it, you see. But this realm of knowledge that God is speaking about here. That will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea is the revelation of mysteries that he has hidden, the pearls of great price that he has hidden, especially in these last days for a people of God and for a church who will just say, Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to be intimate with you. I want to spend time with you. God, I love you more than every other thing in my life. I love your kingdom. Let your kingdom come in me. Let your kingdom be be on earth as it is in heaven and we're going to see amazing things happen amen in Jesus name in Jesus name we need to access this place in heaven and bring it to earth and and God you know Jesus spoke about these pearls of great price and it was funny that I found this scripture in Revelation 21 21 it says you know we talk about the pearly gates the twelve gates to the entrance of heaven were twelve pearls, and each gate made of a single pearl. You know, there's gates that we can walk through if we will seek out these pearls. There's places and realms of God that you never dreamed of, and feel said, "No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it even entered into the imagination." of men, what God has in store for those who love him. What is his greatest desire on earth right now? Is to seek and save that which is lost. To reach out in love and compassion, in justice and make things right. Right. That's what he wants. And he wants a people that will go to the gates of heaven, the very gate of heaven, and beat on those pearly gates. I want the pearl of great price. And I want heaven to come to earth and invade this world. And I want to be the one, God, that will pay the price and sell everything that I have, lay down everything that I have. Lord, I want to lose my life for your kingdom and I want to gain the kingdom of God, amen, upon the earth. My mom, many of you know Jill, and she is an amazing woman of God, an amazing woman of faith, and she is just, just amazing. And about seven years ago, she was diagnosed with um, a very um, aggressive internal melanoma in her face and in the side of her nose, inside, And she just said, I believe God can heal me, Jules. Let's get that prayer team together and let's pray. She said, God's told me that I'm going to move in miracles. Little did she know that she was going to have to move in miracles in her own body. Amen. You never know when you need the stuff. You need to get it now before you know you need it. You know what I mean? She already had been seeking the kingdom of God for miracles for other people. And she took up Avon so that at 72 years of age, she took up Avon so she could get into people's houses and pray for the sick. That's the passion of this woman. And the devil comes to kill and rob and destroy, amen, and take away those things and mock us when we try to step out in faith. She said, I know God can heal me. Seven years ago, we prayed for her. The doctors suggested that she still have the surgery, even though by faith she believed she was healed. They cut out a big chunk of the inner side of her face and all this. I won't go into detail. But when they sent that away to be tested, they called us into the office. Should said, you come with me, Jules, because I can't understand their lingo. And they sat us down. They read through all this stuff and all this, you know, you know, all this technical jargon, basically. And I said, look, bottom line me. Let's speak normal language. What are you saying? And he said, well, what I'm saying is that what we cut out of your mother's face was a dead cancer. I said, how did that happen? He said, it can't. He said the melanoma actually turned on itself and killed itself and we don't know how. And we're testing it to try and find out what happened so we can use it on other people, basically. And my mum said, I told you. My God heals all my diseases. I told you that. So seven years passed, and mum gets hit with this thing again. This time it's in her skull and and she's weak now. My dad died and she's just like so weak. And it's like, she just hasn't got the faith. Do you know what I'm saying? There's times when you get hit where you just haven't got the faith to even get through another day, let alone fight cancer. And so she just went in, had the surgery. We prayed a bit. We didn't do much warfare. They cut, you know, part of her skull away and all this kind of stuff. They said they got all the cancer. It was a horrible thing for her to go through. She got out. That's great. So they did another test just recently and they said, we've got bad news for you, Jill There's a tumour that's coming up on your eye There's another shadow over your bowel You know, it's not looking real good We're going to have to take your eye out And uh, either that or put you on really heavy chemo And so she says, no, i just, just seek God And her faith had gotten stronger She'd had time to wait on God She'd had time to seek first the kingdom She'd been in the word She'd been building her faith again. She'd be getting her zeal back again over the grief of dad getting through that. And she rings me up and she said, I've made a decision. I said, what is it? She said, I need to get to heaven in the spirit realm and pull down a miracle for the next generation, even if it kills me doing it. They will not touch me with a knife. They will not give me medication. I stand in faith for the generations to come in Jesus' name. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And every day she looks in the mirror at that tumour and she says, I look great. I look fantastic. You're shrinking in Jesus' name. And every day I send a scriptures to stand in faith. You know what? That's a woman that's going after the great pool. She's saying this. She's saying, I know there's a price to this, but this price for me is worth paying. If we can pull heaven down on earth. no, pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think this. I think of the realm of heaven Where there's no cancer, there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no poverty, there's no lack, there's no depression, there's no mental illness. And I think if we could reach into that realm and somehow get that realm to invade. And when we lay hands on people, it wouldn't just be without realm of understanding. But somehow the revelation that we've chosen to walk in, the intimacy that we've chosen to have with Jesus, the love that we have for God by laying down our lives for our brothers and for our sisters would come through us. And the kingdom of heaven couldn't help but invade our space, invade our world, and invade that life. And when the kingdom of heaven comes, nothing can stand. In Jesus' name. Because that's what Jesus had. When he walked the earth, demons flee. Sicknesses were healed. Dignity and life. Depression gone. Old lives restored. Salvation. Deliverance. The kingdom of God is there for us to freely access it. But I'm asking you tonight, are you willing to go that extra mile out of your contentment and your comfort zones? Are you willing to to wake up that bit earlier and find the glory and the word to give to a weary one? Are you willing to sell everything that you have in the spiritual realm and find God? Are you willing to find the pearl of great price? Let's all stand in Jesus' name.